What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 90 of the Stand Up Guys podcast. I'm your host, the incomparable Zach Jones, joined as always by Mies Bro Bro from the same Momo, Lester Jones. Ugh. Yes, hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> we're not really related. <laughs> Man, episode 90, that means we're, uh, we're creeping up on 100 like an Apache, a couple months. And of course, it wouldn't be our show if we didn't have the Ninth Wonder, Chocolate Thunder, the Prince of Principles, the Earl of Ethics, he never steals, he never curses, he only fingers prison purses, the phenomenal A.J. Singh. Hello, everyone. <laughs> That's probably the, the most sanitized <laughs> intro. <laughs> That's the nicest one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Got to adjust my mic level here. Okay, there we go. Um, all right. What you guys been doing this week? You got any good stories for us at all? Uh, I saw a high-speed car chase on the highway. Okay. Well, that sounds exciting. <laughs> I was uh, coming back from driving uh, DoorDash, and uh, at the end of the day, I'm coming home, and there was a car just blasting it, like going like over 100 miles per hour on the highway. And I, I hear all these cop cars behind it, too, so I, I know it's a high-speed chase, but this guy's out of control. He pulls up like in front of me and there's this car in front of me like a truck and he almost swerves and hits that truck and he's going like 100 so that truck like pulls over to the side of the road i pulled over to the side of the road because i was like this guy's just erratic and next thing i know like i think eight eight cop cars passed me up like going chasing this guy down the street and it was in westland oregon so you know he was probably leaving like downtown oregon and like heading south to get out of there but yeah it was nuts there's always got to be that one asshole, doesn't there, that's just driving like a maniac. <laughs> yeah, there's always somebody. Well, I mean, this guy at least had a reason to be driving like that. Some people, like, Portland hasn't been bad as Houston. Houston, the traffic over there, like the people, I think it's just because there's more people. You're more likely to see somebody who's just an erratic driver. But It remember, feels like drivers here are more polite. Yeah. Yeah, Houston didn't give a shit. Like, if you wanted to merge somewhere, you basically just had to, like, start pushing in until someone yeah. got too scared to, like, keep cutting you off. <laughs> and, like, it's weird because over here, drugs are legal, but it feels like in Houston, more people are on drugs when they're driving. Maybe. I saw somebody this morning that I'm pretty sure was already uh, yeah. baked up. Yeah, I definitely seen some drug, like drugged up people driving. You can tell. But in Houston, I remember like whenever I'd go like downtown or like towards like Third Ward or Fifth Ward, it was like I was walking through like comic, or driving through like kamikaze neighborhoods, like where drivers were just aiming for you. They were just all high and flying <laughs> all over the place. It was nuts. There were no rules to the traffic. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't go walking down. There. <laughs> <laughs> In Houston, you, you need, like, a, a car that has, like, paint scrapes and shit on it so people know, like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's been through wars. <laughs> if you don't let me in, we'll There's be like trading wheelchair some paint. wheelchair stuck in your grill. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it, like, there was a guy who uh, had, like, a fake body sticking out of his grill, like, as a, a Halloween... Could, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah, he got he got uh, pulled over for that, but <laughs> I can see how somebody might want to do that. <laughs> Let pedestrians, especially in Portland, know <laughs> to get out of the way. What's stupid down there is like it'll it'll buckle up and rain, and like people are still just doing like ninety miles an hour. Yeah, and there's always a crash. Yeah, and, and you can't see in front of you. That's how hard it's raining sometimes. Yeah, a yeah, it, it did rain well a lot down there. Yeah. It rained hard when it rained. Yeah. I don't know why, but it, this whole like car conversation makes me think of. You remember in the '90s when SNL like used to do their own commercials? Hmm. They had that one for a car called the Chameleon, which was like really nice and luxury on the inside, but then on the outside it looked like complete shit, so that people wouldn't steal it. <laughs> oh, that's smart. <laughs> <laughs> it had like one door that was a different color and shit like that. You know? Man, talking about high speed uh, chases, I just remember this. Like, I had a friend in the army, and like. He, he like worked on a muscle car and really souped it up and he was like in like the midwest where you have just like million mile straight stretches right so he decides to get out there and just fucking see what it can do and he said he's just flying along and he sees a car coming up and he just passes it and he's like oh shit it was a cop car and like he just keeps going and he passes another one and he passes another one. And he passes another one. And finally he passes the guy they're chasing and he just like keeps going. Oh my gosh. But yeah, ridiculous. Hey, how fast was he going? I don't know. I've been going like a motherfucker. Mm -hmm. 
But yeah, he said he finally, when he got back to town, like he just parked in the garage and just like left it there. Yeah. <laughs> I can't understand like wanting to speed past like those, you know, straight stretch of desert lands where it's yeah. just like nothing to look at and you're just like, I want to get out of here as yeah. fast as possible. <laughs> Especially if like the next 200 miles is like the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, that like. 12-hour drive out of Texas. Yeah, oh my that's, gosh. That's a tough one. Yeah. It's harder going west because you're like... You know there's nothing. Yeah. Texas sucks. <laughs> there's <laughs> nothing there, man. Yeah. yeah, you have to get out of Texas before you get anything. Like, I'd rather drive through Kansas, and yeah, Kansas sucks, but Kansas has rolling hills at least. Something to look at. And that, that reminded me when you said earlier about that chameleon car. Like, pe- people these days are really mad at, like, luxury vehicles. Like, especially Teslas. Like... There are a lot of videos of Teslas getting scratched up or beat up or attacked. Uh, there was a guy who uh, recently was uh, attacked on the road by two guys driving a truck because he was driving a Tesla. Like, it's it's almost like there's like a, is it a classist thing or is it like uh, just, you know, it's a Tesla. They must be like a certain type of person. I don't know because like... <laughs> I have seen a lot of, like, posts on Facebook by my, like, redneck, like, relatives that are, like, very anti-electric cars. And I think it's almost like uh, a stubbornness to, like, because they, I don't know, they, they like, they don't trust them. They, they trust gas, you know. <laughs> and, like, like, there's all these memes about, like, you know, electric cars, you know, not working and all this bullshit. And I'm I'm just like, I don't. I don't understand this level of animosity. Like, yeah. <laughs> like who yeah. cares if someone wants to get an electric car, you know? There's yeah. a lot of, like... I don't know. There's hatred between the two parties that I don't always understand. But, I, I mean, if you're out in the country, I can understand, like, thinking, you know, buying a $50,000 car is kind of, you know, snooty. But, I mean, is a Tesla, like, a political move? Like, I think anybody would buy a Tesla, right? Like, is it more I mean, leftist? if you're making good money and you live in the city, I could see... Pretty much anybody owning one. Maybe some people view it as like an attack on oil jobs or something. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking like maybe oil and gas has people all hyped up about like their jobs being stolen or lost or something. Yeah, I really don't know. I mean, I'm sure they're still doing fine right now. Oh, they're probably uh, killing it right now. Yeah, as high as the uh, oil was a barrel, they're probably drilling like a motherfucker in Texas and places. Yeah. The thing of it is, I bet a lot of those people... Number one, they never drove an electric car, but if they did, they'd probably be like, oh, this is pretty cool. Like, it's quiet as fuck. It <laughs> accelerates like a motherfucker. Like, I bet they'd like them, you know? Yeah, I mean, just the fact that you don't have to stop every, like, you know, hour or two to get gas. How often do you have to get electricity from an electric car? Like, once a day sort of thing? Or Probably I th- plug it in every night. Yeah, I think most people, I mean, I don't know what people who live in places like this, like apartments do. But yeah, I imagine most people, they just get a plug-in set up in the, at their home and plug it in overnight, like an yeah. iPhone or whatever. We just had family visit from uh, Vancouver, Canada, and they had a Tesla. They drove, I think, like five hours straight. So I think you can pretty much get like a day's worth of driving with one of those things. So Yeah, that's a little further than I would have thought. I would have felt sketchy going that far. Mm. Yeah, yeah I've, ne- I've never been in an electric car or anything, so I, I don't know really how... Well, I guess I have been briefly, but yeah, I don't know how far they can go on a charge. Mm. For some reason, I was thinking it was like 400 miles, but I don't know why I'm thinking that. I've heard those numbers thrown out there before, like 300, 400 miles, but I don't know which cars do what. I know Tesla. Well, Teslas, they were saying, are like uh, the most advanced, right? Like they... Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're still top of the... Everyone else is trying to play catch-up still. Yeah, there's some electric vehicles that get like 60 miles to the gallon. (laughs) Like, you know, 60 miles, comparatively. And talking about uh, Elon, like, uh, he bought like that 9-10% stock in Twitter, and everyone was getting all uppity, and now like... It sounds like they weren't going to let him on the board without like limiting him in some way mm. and so he just like put out an offer to buy the entire thing for like i forget what it was like 45 billion or something yeah yeah he just put an offer to buy it i don't think they'll accept yeah i don't think so either well i think i saw a tweet already today that said they don't accept but also somebody also tweeted that if you look into his financials they, they doubt that he has the money to actually do it but my question is even if he could what's his agenda like is he trying to make twitter work to better his image well, basically... And push his agendas? The only agenda he's announced is that he was trying to instate free speech because it's been an issue on the platform. 
Yeah, but I feel like it's more than that. Yeah, there's always. Uh, I, I mean, he has such a huge audience on there anyway. I don't know what more he would gain out of. I don't it. feel like he's this altruistic guy that's just like, oh, I want to buy Twitter to make free your speech. I, I, I definitely feel like it's an agenda, control the narrative type. But type I've seen of like a lot of people. Uh, like on the left that seem offended that he's saying he's going to instate free speech. And I'm like, this seems weird. The only reason to be offended is because like people you don't like won't be silenced anymore. That's the only thing I understand. I think it's more than being skeptical of him like I am. <laughs> more just thinking, I don't really buy the free speech angle, but who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, whenever somebody buys like a, a huge like social media piece like uh you know before you speak newspapers new york times wall street journal and they would get bought up like the rupert murdochs and stuff like that so now it's just happening with these social media platforms too and that's dangerous that's scary because we've seen what it's led to in the past yeah it's so weird because i hear like you know famous people complaining all the time about being censored on social media platforms and so it's like and i mean we've talked about this to death but it's like uh, You'd think there'd be a marketplace for like a totally free speech app, but then as we've talked about before, that's going to lead to shitheads being on there. And as soon as that happens, I the mean, major you don't have to listen to anyone you don't want to, though. Really? Well, I know that, but we all know as soon as that happens, all the major marketplaces that people actually use—you know, Google, Apple, Amazon—they're going to kowtow and 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 not allow them to sell that app on their marketplace. Uh, they have done that, but you think they're going to do that with Twitter and Elon? Probably not Twitter because it, not. but even if he bought it, I don't see him like, I don't know, fully opening it up and making it totally free speech. I don't know. I mean, like I, I, I talked to you guys about it before where I thought there was probably a hole in the market because, um, because of, you know, most of the major platforms were taking some form of censorship. And then, like you said, Apple and Google shut down other sites that were basically, going for a free speech angle. Um, it's a little little shaky, I always thought. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Free speech is dangerous. Like, <clears throat> then the- <laughs> See, I don't understand this. I mean, censoring people is dangerous. Uh, you get the pedophiles come out. You get people who want to commit all kinds of crimes, talking to each other, forming well, groups. I mean, if, pe- if pedophiles want to out themselves, I'm, uh, I'm not going to say I totally disagree. I mean, if, but- if you create like, a free speech, like... Then they're protected, aren't they? Like the speech is protected, actions aren't protected. Yeah, but doesn't that leading to more pedophilia? Like more people like talking about it, making it an open conversation, like acceptable, and doesn't that lead to it becoming more of a problem? I don't know, but the, the people being censored are on the other side of that fence. I think. I mean, I I don't think like somebody who's not a pedophile is gonna. It's like the legalizing drugs thing. I, like, I don't think someone who, who's not a pedophile is going to be like all of a sudden be like, "Oh, I hear these guys talking, and now I'm thinking maybe." I mean, I don't know. I think it's a, a deeper psychological problem for those those people. Yeah, I, I can't imagine anyone going on there and not being attacked. But at the same time, oh no, Reddit has a lot of like subculture where they talk about pedophilia and stuff like that on there. But at the same time, I'm like him where I'm like, the speech is protected, the actions are not. And I feel like these groups communicating online like this just make it easier for the police to catch the actions. Mm. That's what I've wondered. I've kind of wondered like if social media, like how many of them are actually like doing stuff like that, like trying to actively catch people. Because a lot of them do post something before they do something. They'll be like, goodbye, or they'll post a you know, pictures of a bunch of guns and ammo, which isn't going to rule out, you know, a lot of people in, like, say, our family. But but if they're, if they find, like, red flags where they could actually try to predict some of that stuff. But, I mean... I, I fear too much, like, what people are capable of when you unshackle them and they you give them full freedom. Like, uh, I think it'll be just chaos. But when you start censoring people, then it's like... Where does it end? That's the thing. When the option is free speech or, or censorship, I'm always going to lead towards free speech. Mm, I'm the opposite. I think people are, if you give them a, a, a chance, they'll do unlimited danger, like unlimited chaos. Like you have to put a, a tap to it or else it'll just go run amok. But isn't that kind of the same debate between democracy and fascism? 
<laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Stalin had his methods of... Because you can say, oh, democracy, given, you know, rule by the people, that could lead to chaos. And it's like, yeah, it could, but it's better than the alternative. And people would say, well, it depends. If you get a good leader, you might be better off. But it's like, yeah, yeah but you might get Putin. <laughs> yeah, but with democracy, you're, you're leaving it up to everybody to decide what happens in society. And well, if, then you, you, know if you, you cut off the voices of 10% of those people, you've just altered that significantly possibly yeah that sounds like a good thing <laughs> like who are these 10 <laughs> percent? well i mean when it, when it's your party doing the censoring yeah it sounds great but what yeah. if it's uh trump's party no that's what i'm worried about see well, like well, pedophilia you're, you're, all this you're, stuff you're like, enhancing the problem like you're, no, you're creating because, the system that, the problem, he, that someone you don't like is going to abuse wait no but that's if someone you don't like takes power like that's like the you're having, who, who was our president like a couple years ago? Oh, that's true. But still, you're and, and probably once in future. You president. hope you hope with capitalism and with all this stuff, like the the cream rises to the top. You hope it does, but but it does. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's true. That's what we see with democracy. It's it has kind of failed actually. Democracy has kind of failed us. Like, yeah, but what's that saying? Democracy is messy, but it's better than the alternative. And I feel the same way about free speech. Yeah, it's messy, but it's better than the alternative. I don't know about that. I mean, do you see pictures of people getting lynched and stuff in the 50s? And the alternative is, like, they would be alive, those black people? Like, if you didn't have these this free speech where people could go out there and talk about lynching and go out there and, like, work together to, like, commit these crimes and atrocities. Like, if you what? could limit that, then it wouldn't happen. So Wait, aren't, aren't you on, like... Wait, I'm confused. Uh, like, I mean, like, didn't you switch sides of the argument just now? The lynching, the lynching is illegal. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean that, it just became illegal. I mean, thankfully we gave free speech to like Martin Luther King. You know, <laughs> like thankfully he could say what I he mean, wanted, and he wasn't like. That, but that's not true. Like he didn't have free speech. He got killed. Well, he was killed, and he was. Yeah, I mean, he, he was, was like he was written in the papers. Like he was a bad guy. They did censor him a lot. But at least he he did have a voice. But was but it I, censoring him a bad thing? But, but, but I mean, you're, but <laughs> they right should have censored saying, him even harder. Right now, you're saying don't censor because the people in power have the power and they don't need to be censored. Because if we would have censored hard enough, we wouldn't even remember those things. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I feel like if you censor, then you stop those things from happening. You know, like you you're trying to stop like people from hey, let's go lynch this guy. Let's go work together to do this. You ba- know, like, basically, whoever's in power is going to try to silence the other party, for better or worse. I mean, I don't know. There's too many examples of it going bad, too. So I, I just think people need to be... There need to be rules in place, and people need to be stopped from doing whatever they will do freely. I'll also say this. like I am by nature a pessimistic person. Yeah, me too. But I, I do think at the end of the day, even though it doesn't always seem like it because of like the news and stuff, I think there are more good people than bad, which is why... Sure, but if like one people... One out of a hundred is shitty. That's like four million people in the United States. It's still a gigantic number of people. But what I'm saying is free speech, yeah, you're going to have that percentage of shitty people. But I think at the end of the day, because there are more good than bad, pro-free speech. Where are these numbers coming? Where are these more good than bad numbers? Like, we say that all the time, but I think there are like a, like a number of atrocities that we don't even like discuss like when we, when we have like news reports and stuff about what's going on in america a lot of people don't report what's going on to them you know like a lot of these atrocities are are like swept under the rugs so how are, how do we know people are good uh, i see people committing hate crimes and crimes against animals and rape and incest and all kinds of stealing you name it yeah Sure, but aren't there just as many good stories about the teachers saving their students and, and <laughs> yeah, people they, rescuing they just dogs? Don't get aired as much. Are there that many good stories of good? I think there are. I mean, news just news makes more a lot more money on bad stories, right? If know. it bleeds, it leaves, well, right? As well, yeah. I don't know. But no, I, I there's something like. They estimate like one percent of people are psychopaths or something. Yeah, but but, I don't know. I, but li- listen, the, the the other thing, and and it's complicated. But like I said, like I have relatives that hold political views that I can't disagree with stronger. But at the end of the day, like most of those people, because I know them, I still think they're good-hearted people. Like I, I still think at the end of the day, like even though like I disagree feverishly on them uh, uh, on a ton of issues, I'm like. They still like 
That's what everybody said about slavers. Like those same people had children who who loved them. Those people had families and everything, but they still committed atrocities. Like people on a large scale are okay with doing the shittiest things to each other. Like I feel like somebody has to be checking us all the time, or else we'll just keep doing it. Like, yeah. Well, the harder they check you, that's the worse the situations are. But then that's like a who's watching the Watchmen type of thing, where it's like, okay, who gets to check? Who are we get, giving the power to check? And and what rules are they using to put those checks on us? I, yeah, I, I if, if you consolidate power, then that's the that's where you get the most tyranny. So, then what's a good system where nobody has like? Well, well if no, if or? nobody has like a massive amount of control over the people, then um, yeah, they're they're just more. You know they're more free, basically. Yeah, free. I think the depressing but you can't you can't oppress them as easily. I think the depressing answer is there, there's no perfect system, but like like I was saying, like I'll always like lean towards free speech over censorship and always over de- democracy over fascism. I'm the opposite. I, I mean, if you look at well, like, you're not pro-fascism. Well, though. I'm not pro-fascism, but I I want some alien overlord to come here. And help us live the society, like the life that we should live, like how we can all live peacefully and organize and, you know, like somebody who actually knows like how to put in place a system where we we don't go off the rails and kill each other and stuff, you know? But I mean, if you look at like Russia and China where there's been extreme amounts of censorship, like the arts and just like the people are just like so downtrodden. There has been some great literature out of Russia, but... Uh... Yeah, I mean, where, where you could be killed for writing something is, is insane. I mean, to be honest, that system kind of applies here, too, just to people who are not white. Like, you know, if you're black and you write something that's controversial, you're going to get the death threats. You well, might I mean, eventually you, get assassinated. I, I mean, there's there's huge issues. I mean, if you look at someone like Julian Assange, who's, who didn't even, like, write something, he just published something, you know, you know, is, is ridiculous. So, I, I mean, there's some gigantic censorship issues going on yeah so i mean i don't know yeah i just i don't trust people at all man i think they're capable not just capable but if given a choice like you know if a person so why give them power over you like i don't trust you fuckers because because here's some power instead of giving like seven billion the power to do all of that same time give one person who has like more sense Uh, more sense Hopefully, let's one go back person. to Trump. Let's go to Stalin. Let's go to well, Lenin. That's because the General idiots Mao. voted for him. Like that—that that says a lot about democracy. Uh, I don't. Well, those, don't know those weren't why. all from democracy, but mm. even democracy is brought in its fair share of idiots. Yeah, so I don't know what system is better, but I, I don't trust people at all. I, I think people. We're still animals, you know? We're still, like, barbaric animals. We're savages. Like, we're, we'll... Like, we need that savagery to keep them at bay. To keep who at bay? The bad guys. We are the bad guys. I'm not the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're I'm eating not. animals. We we do all kinds. We're well, destroying the world. I don't consider eating animals bad. Like I, we're destroying I, I the world. We're destroying our animals. environment. Like everything we do is bad. <coughs> to be fair, though, and again, I'm a pessimistic person by nature. Mm. And and yes, you're right. There's all sorts of savagery in the world. But if you look at history, the, we're much more civilized than we used to be. You know how much war there was in the last century? Yeah, we've been we've been killing people at the same like it's not called wars, but we're still killing people at a pretty. We have more slavery now than we ever did. Is that true? Yeah, well, not in America. Yeah, maybe not in America, but in the world, yeah. It it kind of surprised me that America gets such a, a shitty rap over the slavery thing when we were kind of the pioneers of getting away from slavery. Really, no, Europe was like they helped they helped us wean off of it. You think so? Yeah, they they made sure like they didn't even support the South when the South was trying to fight for slavery. They no, the, the, the Dutch and English colonies were still going, right? I know they were trading with the South up until like Lincoln made it pretty clear that you're supporting like slave states right now. You're supporting like slavery. And so yeah, yeah, to. but I mean, even before that, going back as far as Jefferson is like he had slaves, but he wrote against slavery, yeah. where it was just such a gigantic problem, and it was so accepted basically everywhere in the world. Those are kind of like some of the first recorded documents of people. But America gets a rap because like the Germans learned it from us, the South Africans learned it from. Like, uh, it was everywhere, man. Yeah, but I mean, it was our methodology that well, was like there were slavers in Africa who sold to us. <laughs> what do you mean, like what slaver? What are you talking about? Uh, there were already slavers there. We go and get slaves from them. No, but we we sold and did all kinds of things to those same people. Like we still yeah. have slavers, but like 
those people in Africa, like, even they were, like, what do you call it, uh, colonized eventually by the people they were trading with. So even they became slaves eventually. Well, I could see that, but there were slaves even among their own people before that. Oh, yeah, because they were invading each other, and they knew that they had value, so they would just be like, all right, right we'll invade the next tribe, and we'll... But it was like them. worldwide, just going back, mm -hmm. there, there were slaves. Yeah, but America has a rap for it, because it transported millions of people here and made a whole entire country off of it, you know? Like, they built the inf entire infrastructure of the country. Yeah, I, I mean, we definitely have that history. That's why that's But right. we're not, like, worse than the rest of the world, I don't think. Oh, it's documented very well in America. Like, uh, I don't, you don't really see movies about England slaves and stuff. I mean, England has so many terrible things. I mean, in India, in Africa, and yeah, but they don't, they God don't, knows how they many don't share their history or their history was before movies and stuff, too. What's interesting, they really don't kind of, I mean, in, in like those other places, like they'll have a bad rap for it, but like in America, we're just like, yeah. That's England. That's our big brother. Yeah, because they're kind of like together. You know, they both did the same things. Well, so many of us came from there, and we have heritage and yeah. stuff. But, mm -hmm. but yeah, no, they're they're pretty bad. They're kind of like two two members of the same gang, right? Yeah. Let me try to give another slant on us being more civilized than we used to be. Just just think of this from a, like a civil rights kind of angle. So you know, back what nineteen. Just nineteen, go to nineteen fifties, nineteen sixties. Obviously, there, there, there's huge amounts of racism. There's segregation and everything. Civil rights acts happens. Think of how much like, and is there a lot of racism today? Still, sure, we talk about it all the time. But as a society, we're so much less racist now than we yeah, were then. Definitely. And then think about the gay uh, rights. I think issue. openly, openly, we're less racist. And then think about the gay rights issue. Yes, there's still a ton of homophobic pieces of shit, but look how quickly, like, relatively quickly, uh, you know, gays going from, like, totally ostracized from society to gay marriage being legal. Like, that fight would happen a lot quicker than, you know, black people getting rights. And now look at the trans uh, fight. And yes, there's, there's some... You know, rubber banding and backsliding going on on that now. But I feel like their fight in, for rights is is coming along even faster than the fight for gay rights. Like, I, I do think, like, as a society, we've grown a ton just in the last, you know, 70 years or so. I think parts of society have, like, become more progressive. But that part that's conservative, of course, wants to keep everything the way it was, like, 50 years right. ago. So, I mean... I think most, like half of our society is still in that sense that it should go back to the way it was, you know, make America great again. The, the thing is, is like the changes occurred in, in like the younger people. And then it's just like, it's all this left is for, you know, baby boomers to die off and it pretty much caps the seal on it. I don't know. I feel like baby boomers have left their impression on the young, like 50% of the youth, like they asked people who were like 10 to 14 who weren't even voters yet. Like they were pretty much down the middle when it came to their political opinions. Okay, but I mean, how many kids do you see acting racist? I mean, you do see see it because kids, know. like the younger you are, like the worse people are about it yeah, sometimes. But and you're more impressionable, like if your parents are racist or right. homophobic. But if you meet like a 90 year old like Italian, like you might be incredibly racist, like like more than like kids are impressionable and stupid and then, you know do stupid things. But yeah, I I get the sense that people are our age and younger. Are are much more ex yeah accepting of like you if, know. I, if I look at our family like the level of my parents and like aunts and uncles and stuff like we're definitely better on those fronts. But coming back to being civilized, like governments killed over like two hundred million of their own people in the last century. So I, I mean, I, I can't sign up to for yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Aliens. Pe we need an alien overlord. <laughs> people are always going to be people, mm. and, and it doesn't really people matter. People are garbage, man. We're like shitty animals. We're we're gonna kill each other. We're gonna rape each other. We're gonna do this stuff no matter what. And yeah, we're gonna treat gonna the ones you. that we love nicely. That's what we do. We the ones that we know. Oh, I've known you for a long time. I won't rape you. I'll, I like you. Okay. That's just humans, man. We're stupid like that. Like, I don't think we're gonna go out there and be like, hey, let's uh, you know. Let's make this guy's life easier. I'll, I'll try to make my life a little bit harder to make his life easier. Maybe I'll, I'll make a choice where I have to do something to go out of my way to make somebody else's life easier. People aren't going to do that. People do do that. Pe people do that? Yeah. What people, people like, what, 10% of people do that? Yeah, and like 1% of people commit heinous crimes. 
Okay. What? 1% of people commit heinous crimes? Actually, it's less than that. But 1% of people are psychopaths, but not all psychopaths okay, commit well, crimes. Okay, yeah, that's that's different. But heinous crimes, like, violent crimes in America are, like, what, one in five people will experience a violent crime? Mm, I mean, I'm surprised I haven't experienced one yet, but... Um, I don't know. I mean, the shitty people can really spread it around, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, a, a, a small proportion of people dis- create pl- a disproportionate amount of, like, violent crimes. There are plenty of people who seem like good, decent people who just give them a chance to prove you wrong. Like, maybe you put them in a different scenario outside of their family and friends who, who know them as a good person. But people are often given a chance to do bad, and they <laughs> act on it. And I'll also say this. Again, I'm a pessimistic person, but even in places the world right now that, you know, have cultures that we kind of find abhorrent, like, you know, places in the, the Middle East that, that, you know, put gay people to death and like most of it's like, of course, religion based. I think we won't see it in our lifetimes, but I think 100, 150 years, like so, people in Saudi Arabia will be having like the debates that uh, Republicans have now or like uh, we want or you know people will be like oh maybe we shouldn't kill gays like i think you'll see a softening over the years <laughs> the, the priority well, it'll take forever but i mean there were <laughs> what like the pictures of israel where they're pretty well westernized at one point like the 70s and they totally backslid yeah afghanistan i saw the pictures of there in the 70s but like i think you will see a softening over time and, and more progressive I, I, I think you'll see ups and downs yeah same thing happens look at romans and greeks they were all pedophiles that was they were very open and accepting of that <laughs> you know people change all over like centuries later now yeah so, some of those things you're like is it well do we just believe this is it like really a cultural or is it just like a space and time yeah moral? space and time yeah everything's momentary I mean, I don't know. There's, there's always going to be that rubber banding you talk about, always. But what is it that Martin Luther quote about, like, the arc of humanity is long, but it bends towards justice? Or what? It, I, I'm getting that wrong, but... Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I just... I, I, I have not seen it. I don't know. I, I got to see people do more good, but... I don't know. There's no way to see it. Like, yeah, you're right. The news just shows bad. Everywhere you look, you see bad. I think that's one area also... That social media, well, I think it's a bit of an echo chamber where the crap rises to the top a lot of the times. Yeah, like that's true. Like everything you see in the world, like event by event, like it seems like the worst events are the ones that get the most coverage. And then even on social media, like it's the worst people who get, you know, the loudest. Not that I don't also see like I mostly good stuff see on, the, the, on the big boobs rise to the top. <laughs> That's what's really going to save humanity. There is some positivity. <laughs> You're right. There is some good. There's in the silver world. lining. Maybe there is good. <laughs> well, guys, this has been a fascinating conversation, but. We've been going for like 35 minutes. Oh, wow. <laughs> now let's focus on some negative stories. <laughs> well, before we get into the stories, you guys, uh, what what do you guys have on your entertainment plate uh, as a palate cleanser? You guys, what have you been watching this week? Uh, I just keep watching Ghosts, that sitcom that uh, has like these ghost characters and uh, Rose McIver's in it and uh, there's an Indian guy in it and uh, they own this big bed and breakfast and they have like... Uh, ghost that only the wife can see and it's just a silly quirky little show it's based on a british tv show did have you watched the british one no i bet it's better though probably (laughs) (laughs) like um who produces like this show i don't know is it like a streaming original or is it like a cbs show oh uh i think it's nbc so it is like a broadcast station okay uh what about you over there satchmo Uh, i watched season two of happy which was it was decent. Oh, I watched that. It was a good show, yeah. I watched the first season of that as it was like coming out, and then I never got around to season two. I vaguely feel... I, I don't remember a lot about season one, but I think season two might have been a little stronger. What's his name? Uh, Chris Maloney's in it? Yeah, I think that's his name. Yeah, yeah, Law and Order guy. Yeah, I remembered him for like another cop show. I was like, <laughs> man, he's got a type. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny, like some people do to get typecast. Like, there's this one character actor. I have no idea what his name is, but I swear I've seen him play a cop in like so many different things. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this guy. They he he goes in for the cop roles. <laughs> and <they're> like, yep. <laughs> and even if he doesn't, they're like, you're a cop. <laughs> oh, I've seen one in the memes as like a uh, 
a Mexican guy, but it's like every movie that needs like a generic Mexican guy, like he's the he's the man. <laughs> I feel like I know who you're talking about too. <laughs> um, anything else for you on the old watch list? I don't remember. I was watching a couple things. I finished. I finished Picard the se- that first season. And you said you've been liking that. Yeah, I, I did like that so far. They do have like a season two that's going right now, don't they? I think I've watched part of that. Man, I really want to watch. Uh, Better Call Saul, but I haven't got around to it yet. Yeah, I polished that off like last week. Pretty good? It was a pretty good season, yeah. There were yeah. five seasons to that? I think that was that was either the fourth or the fifth. I think I think I think, I think Netflix just added the fifth season and then if you have like regular cable, like I think the uh or the, you could probably get AMC plus or whatever, and I think it's starting like if it hasn't started already, it's starting soon, I think. Do you have yeah, to pay for that, AMC plus? Is it like an add on where it's uh, all I know is it exists. Oh, <laughs> it's too many. Of it's these, too many. Man. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to support it because I don't want them to think they should survive. <laughs> yeah, any any company like NBC, Paramount, all that, like that. I don't know. You, you already have networks, man. I'm hoping that some of these are going to consolidate. Yeah. Eventually, I mean, I think like you know, Netflix, HBO, Disney, Amazon. They're probably all big enough. But like, I I, I feel like they're big enough. They'll bust up. They'll buy that content eventually. But I feel like. Peacock, Paramount Plus, they could merge. <laughs> yeah, aren't they basically the same thing? Well, is it, isn't Paramount on Amazon? Oh, is that well? Mo- you, you can buy different add-ons. Yeah, yeah. And it's an add-on, so yeah. um, there's some contract in between there. But you can probably like like people do that with Hulu too. Like on Hulu, you can you can add on those kind of channels right. too it's just you know wherever you want to do that but they, they are like different a different streaming network or whatever you know um so i started a new game ghost of tsushima oh i've heard of that it's uh it's pretty fun so far it's like an open world uh, samurai game that wasn't uh, like the super hard one no, you're thinking of Elden Ring. Okay. Yeah, I don't want any part of it. <laughs> yeah, although people are fucking loving that game, yeah. but that, there was another one before that. Like, which one started the trend of like super hard games? Um, well, Dark, Dark Souls. Yeah, Dark Souls. Yeah, Dark and Souls. then and then there was one Bloodborne. Bloodborne. Yeah, I haven't played any of them. No, I won't. And and like they're probably good. I just I I, I don't have the patience for like. Dying a million times to beat you know one boss. Yeah. <laughs> it's just if I, I was play, younger, I played maybe. Mario when I was a kid. <laughs> that's a, you know what I think that's what put me off these games is when we were kids we had Nintendo games and so many of them were so brutally fucking hard <laughs> and I'm just like I don't want to go back to yeah. those days. I'm not I'm not like nostalgic for really hard games. A lot of them even to the point of being impossible. Really, unless you were just psychotic. Oh, like Battletoads. Battletoads is impossible. Like the the Ninja Turtles was really hard. Oh yeah, never beat that game. The first yeah, Ninja Turtles yeah. game so fucking hard. And we put a lot of hours on it. <laughs> it took us forever just to learn how to get through that first sewer stage <laughs> where you like you got to disarm the bombs underwater. <laughs> so fucking hard. That happened with me with Dark Souls. I uh, I think I was the second one I played. And uh, I was on the first level, and I couldn't figure out what the next step was to get out of the first level. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably be the same way. <laughs> Plus. You can't help it. As you get older, like your reflexes are going to go sl- get slower. You're going to be worse at games. Yeah. And that's just something you can't can't help. And then I don't know if if playing that got me in the in the mood for some martial arts stuff, but for the first time I watched Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon. Oh yeah. Which is is I think equal parts like cool and and baffling. <laughs> <laughs> like, like there's some really cool like fights in it. Some really cool like stylistic things. Yeah, super stylish. But then just like some general weirdness that I'm. <laughs> it's like okay, I guess. <laughs> like overall, like I don't know if I completely understood the story, but the there is like some cool fights and stuff. And and they, and they do that like. Um, you know where they kind of walk it on the air. Like I don't know what you call that. Oh yeah, running air over the treetops. Yeah, they like kind of float run. Yeah. It's it, it looks cool. I don't. Um, you know what's what's fucked up though is like. So I bought Peacock for a month because of WrestleMania, and this was on Peacock. What every t- show I've watched on there is commercial free. But even though I'm paying for it, the movies they'll make you watch like five commercials they're not like egregious they're but you know and they're all for like 
it's other peacock shows but it's still annoying like if i'm actually paying for it fuck off with the commercials um i watched another movie on there uh an alfred hitchcock classic called rope um i don't think i've heard of that one so i liked it okay The, the 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 premise is cool and i think maybe this is a something that might actually be good like fodder for a remake but basically the premise is right at the beginning of the movie these two guys commit a murder and like one of the guys is like a complete sociopath and like the other guy is kind of like a, a guy he gets to go along with that it he's drug along kind of an impressionable guy you know so they they kill this guy by strangling him with a piece of rope like hence the title and like the sociopath guy like he thinks he's committed the perfect crime and like he's in it like for the thrill so they kill this guy they shove him in a trunk that's like in the middle of their living room and then like to add to the thrill these guys throw a party that the dead guy was supposed to be at so they invite all these people right and one of the people they invite is jimmy stewart who was like uh, a professor these guys used to have and like basically through the course of the movie like he puts it together that they murdered this guy. Okay. And so, like, it's a pretty cool premise. And, like, it all takes place in this apartment, you know. Um, overall, I think the movie was just, like, good. Like, I wouldn't say it's, like, fantastic. But I like the premise enough that I'm like, I think somebody could, like, maybe remake this and do something cool, cooler with it, you know. And then, finally, I finished up uh, that AP Bio show, which I like the show. But because it was canceled, it just kind of ends. <coughs> like, it's not... Like, you never really get, like, uh, you know, his his character never gets, like, a satisfying, like, arc and end, I guess. Yeah, the show grow just... at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess a little bit, but, but like, you'd maybe want to see him have, like, a more interesting conclusion. Yeah. And then uh, the show just, you know, kind of ends just, like, on a episode, you know, that doesn't feel like a special episode, you know. Um, but, it, you know, it's a funny, charming show. I just wish it would have uh, got enough time to, like come to a, a better conclusion i guess um yeah so that's it um so <laughs> 45 minutes in <laughs> we'll get in a couple stories for the week uh, so anybody who hasn't watched this previously basically we're just going to go around everyone's gonna uh, pitch some some hopefully wacky or entertaining news stories from the week and we'll see if we can't make something something gold out of them uh, as tradition dicta- dictates we usually start with aj so aj what do you got for us all right Man suffers freak injury while masturbating and has to be hospitalized. The, I gotta say, this was one of my potentials. Oh, I knew this would be. This was a, this was gold. A 20-year-old man was left in intensive care after a freak accident happened while he was masturbating. The Swiss patient, who remains unnamed, presumably felt uh, out of embarrassment, suffered a rare lung injury, usually caused by rigorous exercise or violent coughing. Geez, the guy really went at it. He was hospitalized for three days and spent a night in the ICU as he as the air had escaped from his lung and became lodged in his ribcage. What? The patient took himself to A&E after experiencing breathlessness and chest pain, uh, which was per- which, while he was performing the act in his bed. Uh, he had arrived at the hospital. It was clear he had really done a number on himself. Uh, his, his, face was, his face was swollen and crunching noises were coming from his neck down to his arms. Dang. The doctor diagnosed him with spontaneous... Pneumodimediastinum, I'm sure I said that wrong, uh, which is the leakage of air from the lung to the ribs. The case is the first to be caused by masturbation. However, it has been noted uh, before during sex. Uh, bet that makes the lad feel even better. In, in his case, trapped air had been spread around his body and even made the way up to his skull. In more extreme cases, the air trapped can cause a collapsed lung. He was treated at Cantonal Hospital in Wither, Witherther, uh, the doctor's calling his case unusual. Uh, he turned up at the hospital. He told the medics he had experienced a sharp chest pain while masturbating. The patient denied taking drugs or smoking and confirmed he wasn't participating in any strenuous exercise or suffering a cough prior to the injury. The lead, the lead, That led doctors to labeling the case spontaneous. In the report, doctor said, predisposing factors are history of smoking, acute asthma, and recreational drug use, especially cocaine and heroin. As, except for his history of mild and non-acute asthma, no inciting factors were noticed in their patient. 
Uh, there are only a few reports of SPM related to sexual activity, and we could not find any cases associated with autoeroticism, which makes our case unusual. He was discharged in the fourth day, uh, on the fourth day, and hopefully he doesn't have to experience pain like that again. You know, even if this happened to me, there's no fucking way I'd be honest about it. I'd be like, oh, I went through for a jog or something, yeah. Doc, and now I feel like shit. Can you help me? I would lie like crazy. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, I feel like you wouldn't even have any idea what was happening other than think it was like a heart attack. Because who ever heard of like air escaping from your lungs without like being shot or something? How'd they end up in the ribs? Yeah, it's definitely a, like I read that too. And I'm like, I've never heard of this. I don't know how this happens, but apparently it does. So, all those, all you eager masturbators out of there, out there, beware. Be less furious. <laughs> Make sure to breathe in, yeah. breathe out while you're jerking. Do your stretches first. <laughs> stretch pre, before you stretch. Pre-jerk off drink. <laughs> you have to be like paranoid about jerking off for the rest of your life. Yeah, that's got to leave. That's uh, true. That guy's probably always like, oh, my God, I got to be careful. <laughs> like every time he goes to the restroom, his parents are like, slow down, okay? Calm what are down. you doing? <laughs> I'm taking my life in my own hands. <laughs> I'm tired of living afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been jerking off? No. I can hear your neck crunching. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. Manifesto round one. Arizona man. Arizona man has 183 dead animals in his deep freezer. The list includes dogs, turtles, lizards, birds, snakes, mice, rats, and rabbits. And there is some evidence that some of them were put in there while they were still alive. Jeez. I mean, look, he's just preparing for the winter. <laughs> well, I mean, like... If you would have, like, butchered them, I could see that. <laughs> He's just pulling out, like, a hairy-ass animal. <laughs> it's like, let's defrost this bad boy. Yeah, he froze him alive. Yeah, yeah. He's an like, asshole. And he's, he was arrested on animal cruelty charges. But maybe this was the only thing keeping him from killing people, because you know this guy. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it's such, a, like, a just a weird thing to do. It's like, you, what are you, like, you're out on a walk, and you're like, oh, there's a turtle. Oh, you come with me, little fella. Make a good, good yeah. addition to the collection. He just throws him in there. He just has all these ice cubed animals. It's just like it's just so morbid. It's weird. How? Do, yeah, even I don't know how people think of this shit. Like, yeah. it's amazing how much mental illness there is in the world. Yeah, I don't know. It's just 183. It's hard to even imagine fitting 183 in one freezer. Yeah, it was like a. One of those like deep freeze chest freezers. Yeah, that's a lot. Man, I, I watch the your mom's house all the time with you know Tom Segura, and like frequently people will have videos of them filming like crazy people on the New York subway. And Man, I could I could make some of those at work. <laughs> they had this one uh, just the other day where this son of a bitch is eating corn on the cob on the subway. <laughs> and then he, he gets done eating it and he just like throws it down really hard. <laughs> My coworker says like the, there were people just in the back of the tram the other day just like smoking crack or meth or something. <laughs> That's another one they had was a guy uh, smoking crack on the train. There's like no consequences. So they just like, yeah, you're in there and they're fucking smoking crack. Ah, oh, public transportation. <laughs> Such a civilized thing. See what I'm saying about society? <laughs> I think you guys are coming to my side. Uh, my tax dollars wouldn't be paying for that if I had any choice in the matter. Mm. If democracy worked. <laughs> uh, anything more on Animal Man? No. <laughs> uh, well, I found this a little bit interesting. Uh, Cheetos, Germany's Forbidden Fruit. Uh, here in the U.S., Cheetos are uh, ubiquitous. They're sold at every single grocery store and gas station. But leave the country and Cheetos become an expensive import. But in Germany, the situation is different. You can't find Cheetos at all. Or can you? Let's say you're visiting Germany and you pop into the international foods aisle. You might spot a strangely familiar orange bag on the shelves with a sticker slapped over the brand name and, and Chester Cheetah's face. This bizarre censorship... 
censorship is due to a simple reason. Cheetos are illegal in Germany. But what about the cheesy snacks could uh, possibly prompt Germany to officially declare them verboten? Let's get to the bottom of this mystery. Uh, yummy but cancerous. There are two reasons why Germany has banned Cheetos. The first is the fact that the classic American version c contains high levels of acrylamide. Acrylamide is an organic compound that's generated during certain cooking processes. The levels of acrylamide in classic Cheetos are fine by American laws. <laughs> we'll allow anything. But in the e EU, they're a no-go. Why? Well, acrylamide is quite likely to cause cancer. It's not completely clear whether acrylamide is carcinogenic when eaten. However, governments in both the U.S. and Europe don't want to take the risk. As a result, both have enacted regulations on how much acrylamide uh, can uh, be in foods. Europe's regulations are just stricter. But there's a way around this. Many brands of snacks are produced locally in Europe uh, through slightly different methods, allowing them to comply with EU regulations. This would be an option for Cheetos, too. The cheesy snacks are already produced in Poland and Spain, for example. Uh, never say Cheeto. But if they're being made locally, why can't Germans still enjoy licking Cheeto dust off their fingers? And again, what's with these stickers? That reason lies in German copy copyright laws in a little company called Innersnack. We say little company, but this conglomerate dominates the German snack foods market. Incidentally, Innersnack produces something called Chitos, which actually might be pronounced Cheetos, but it's spelled C-H-I-T-O-S. And I want to be able to differentiate because they use it a few times here. According to them, the name Cheetos is much too close to their trademark, and German judges seem to agree. Any shop owner who dares sell Cheetos can expect a lawsuit from Snack, and the company's lawyers have a fantastic track record in getting snacks pulled off shelves. Luckily for shop owner, there's a loophole, the stickers. If you cover the Cheetos name and the famous mascot, you can claim that the product isn't Cheetos. You can find many creative alternative names glued onto the bags. Uh, some some examples include corn shows, uh, quesos, basically German for Cheetos, and flippies. But the stickers aren't a bulletproof solution. For example, earlier this year, a shop owner got fined more than $2,700 <laughs> because the stickers could be peeled off. According to Intersnack, that uh, uh, could lead to brand confusion with Chitos, the competitor that wasn't. This might sound like a boring case of trademark lawsuits to you, but wait, there is. this is where it gets weird. Chitos don't exist, at least not in any physical capacity. This Intersnack website shows a bag of Chito-branded Cheos, <clears throat> a product that doesn't exist, or a product that does exist, but good luck trying to find them in stores. There simply isn't such a thing as a Chito. Intersnack's trademark registration for Chitos even classifies them as anything ranging from <clears throat> extruded potato, wheat, rice, and or corn products for snack purposes to cookies, gingerbread, candies or toffee what we're taking from this is that even intersnack themselves don't know what a chito is but they do know uh that they own the name and cheetos comes too close to it intersnack does constantly promise to organize national campaigns with chitos but according to german shop owners these basically amount to making a few bags of the product selling them within an hour and calling it quits for a couple more years black market cheetos um so there you have it the German Cheeto ban, but despite the illegality, Cheetos are in high demand in the country. Part of the reason is the half a million Americans living in Germany who want a small taste of their home. But even Germans themselves have a taste for Cheetos. It's not difficult to see why the German snack food market is overwhelmingly dominated by two flavors, plain and paprika. Plain and utilitarian. How very German, or so you'd think. But it seems Cheetos are in high demand perhaps because the local options are so limited. As a result, there's a veritable smuggling industry around Cheetos in Germany. Whenever shop or restaurant owners visit the U.S., they'll return with a couple suitcases full of Cheetos, and then they break out the stickers. Man, I guess uh, I'm going to get into selling some Cheetos to Germans. That's what I was thinking. Like, <laughs> let's find a way to make money off of this. <laughs> yeah. There's half a million Americans in Germany? That's a lot of Americans. I mean, I think they, there might be a U.S. military base over there. So oh, is maybe... that what they're counting? Oh, I don't know. I, I just thought that would might count. account for a lot of the Americans living mm -hmm. over there, potentially, but I don't know. Chuchos. <laughs> they, they probably get American foods on the base, though. Yeah, they probably have a ton of American food over there. That's true. They might allow plain up Cheetos on the base. Yeah. So I just thought this was weird. <laughs> There's just like this one country where they can't fucking legally 
sell Cheetos. I thought it was weird that they have a thing called Cheetos, but they don't actually have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's weird too. They basically just have it to keep the trademark going so that they can keep Cheetos out, I guess. They're really anti-Cheeto over there. Uh, it sounds like maybe legally they have to do that thing where they're talking about where they like every few years they, they, they like make a couple of them and sell them just so they can like it's like it's like when uh sony makes a marvel the movie. spider-man movie <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we gotta we gotta keep these rights going <laughs> but yeah i just i i read that and i was like that seems pretty weird although like now it makes you paranoid like do cheetos cause cancer <laughs> <laughs> I, I tend to I've believe had my, it. I've had my share of Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Cheetos do anything good to the body. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I uh, sold on the Cheetos diet from like 1994. <laughs> <laughs> AJ, you got another story for us? All right. Russian Popeye ignores doctor's death warnings to undergo surgery to look like an alien. See, this is that guy. See, the aliens are coming to take over. I like this. Oh, you want this guy in charge? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Except he's Russian, so I don't know. The man dubbed as Russian Popeye, who is known for his huge artificial biceps, has ignored death warnings by doctors after he underwent surgery in order to, to look more like an alien. Ex-Russian soldier Kirill Tereshin uh, has been likened to a cartoon character Popeye by injecting petroleum jelly into his arms to give himself gigantic muscles. Oh, those look bad. Those look- <laughs> the 25 year old has become Popeye was forearms not biceps <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah but <laughs> I don't know how it would work on the <laughs> it'd be horrible it's clear he's been exercising a lot <laughs> yeah <laughs> the 25 year old has become pretty popular online and has racked up nearly a million followers on TikTok although the Russian has been forced to undergo a, n- a number of corrective surgeries due to in- issues occurring from dead muscles in his arms Despite the constant death warning from doctors, Tereshin has decided to have cosmetic treatment because he wants to look more like an alien. Were you going to say something? <laughs> oh. No. He showed off his new look to his followers with enlarged lips, cheekbone fillers, plus shaping his lower jaw. Yeah, shaping his lower jaw and forehead. I'm ideally handsome. I'm I'm an ideally handsome male. He claimed in a video. All stands out clearly: lips, chin, cheekbones, forehead, nose is even, lower jaw. He added, "I want to I want to make an alien face. I have believed." Uh, in alien since I was since I saw UFOs as a teenager, I know they exist and they are the most powerful race in the world. I feel like I'm going going to them. Uh, Tereshin, 25, has already had his fake triceps removed, but uh, has so far ignored the advice to get rid of dangerous implant giant implants from his biceps. Someone needs to censor this guy's Instagram account. Yeah, that's bad. Surgeon <laughs> Dmitry Melnikov warned him bluntly: the risk of complications in this case is very high. The but inaction will not help the patient. A toxic substance toxic substance in the body long term can complicate the kidneys and lead to death. He confessed: I bulked up my arms when I was 20 due to my own stupidity. I did not think about the consequences. Tereshin was initially persuaded to persuaded to save his life and remove the implants by Alana Mameva, 33, a campaigner for victims of botched plastic surgery, who was formerly married to Russian football star Pavel Mamev. Uh, after having the tricep surgery, he said he was af- very afraid uh, about going under the knife to remove the hardened jelly from his biceps and has ev- evidently not done so. I mean, I wish I could show you guys at home what he looks like, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we need to figure out picture in picture. Yeah, <laughs> the only thing this reminds me of is there was a, a great Daily Show bit back in the day, one of those <laughs> Lewis Black <laughs> yeah. back in Black uh, segments, where like they had a guy with arms that looked a lot like that, and he's like, "What do you think he was doing? Storing nuts for the winter?" <laughs> <laughs> well, he was allegedly taking steroids. Oh yeah, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing what people will do to their bodies without thinking twice. I'm surprised he didn't inject that into his dick. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. (laughs) If if you're going to take the risk of being poisoned, at least put it in your dick, right? Well, it's not firm enough, I think. (laughs) (laughs) You get get that thickness going. (laughs) Yeah, you need something that'll firm up. Some chode action. (laughs) As long as the base is good, I think you might be okay. (laughs) The rest you can just kind of like uh, squeeze in there. Uh, it's like a water balloon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, this guy's whole situation sucks. <laughs> so many, I don't know. There's too many. There's too many bad results. 
Yeah, I mean, people who got it in the 80s, I thought especially were brave. Like, I had never seen good surgery before then. Yeah, I don't know. Like, only recently have they gotten surgery to where it looks like, okay, now you're doing something. I I think some of the people get it done young where their scars heal up decent and, you know, it's not too crazy that if the doctor's really good, I think it can look good, but uh, there's still a lot of bad stuff out there. Yeah. I mean, Tara Reid, she's on TikTok now, and she was sharing recently, like, one of her movies from, like, 20 years ago, and she looked so good in that movie. I think it was Van Van Wilder, and now, like, she had surgery, like, 10 years ago, maybe? Oh, she had, like, drug issues, too, right, though? Drug, but was that what messed up her appearance? I thought it was Well, I don't know. Uh, I know she got, like, a hideous boob job. Yeah, that was really bad. Her skin, like, in her stomach area, it's like... uh, it, it just looks old and uh, yeah. yeah, withered. Yeah, some people, man, they go overboard on that stuff, and it just does not look good. Man, I saw like a, a TikTok of Madonna recently, and they, she looks bad. <laughs> <laughs> like she she was showing her age, but uh, this is worse. I've seen had she had like a bunch of work done. It just looked like oh, yeah. her whole face was Botoxed. Yeah, uh, her face. Like they, I've seen pictures where her face and her arms are next to each other, and her face looks young. And then her arms are like all old and oh, yeah. like wrinkly and yeah yeah it's, it shows stuff shows up in the arms and then you, uh, like uh, usually the neck you can see it yeah but uh yeah I was watching a show once that was like about celebrities getting plastic surgery a long time ago but it had the um, I believe her name's Jennifer Gray she she's like the girl that played on Dirty Dancing oh, back yeah, in the day yeah. she got the nose gel well the thing is she she I don't know what else she had done but she looked like very different but still like. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. It's like her appearance was like radically different, but like she looked good in both like before and after right. pictures. So it was kind of weird, you know. I heard she got less roles after the surgery because like she more, looked more distinct than before. I mean, I don't know what she acted in besides that movie. Yeah, I can't think of anything. Well, she had one other movie before that with Patrick Swayze. Some weird thing. I don't remember. Dirty Dancing or something. No, before Dirty Dancing. Because she did want to act with him on Dirty Dancing. Mm. Oh, is that true? How much Dirty Dancing trivia do you guys want to know? <laughs> <laughs> what do you got for us? How deep does your knowledge go? <laughs> so wait, she didn't like him? She, she was in the movie with him? She was like, oh, right, she, not... she didn't want to do Dirty Dancing because she didn't like working with him before or something. Oh. Now I got a dirty dance with this, <laughs> this dirty dog. <laughs> That's a movie that... I should know it because our sister like watched it a million times, but I think I just always like ignored it whenever she watched it. So I like I have no idea what happens in that movie. Well, it's kind. Of, I, I saw like uh, a short documentary thing about it. I think on Netflix. But they were talking about how they'd written the script. The lady had written the script, and like it gone through like everybody, and nobody would pick it up. And finally, this like this like piece of shit company where trying to pick something out of the pile and like out of all these rejected manuscripts they picked out like the one gem and they made it and it was like a huge hit and they made a shitload of money and then like they spent all the rest of that money like trying to go back to the shit pile and pull scripts out and they just made a huge bunch of piles of shit and lost everything <laughs> <laughs> i know there was this company like in the 80s i believe it was called canon films and like they were famous for producing just like really shitty movies like that he man and the masters of the universe that movie and like they had their names attached to some other like real classic stinkers too (laughs) like they that was their thing they just made (laughs) real big piles of shit them and uh orion i remember they used to make shitty movies too in the they made a lot of movies i don't know if they were all bad i remember seeing the orion logo a lot back in the day but yeah i don't know if I, just, I, th- I thought every movie in the 80s was bad. <laughs> it was just so cocaine-fueled. <laughs> I know a lot of people are, like, really nostalgic for 80s movies. And, like, there's a few of them I like, sure. But, like, I'm kind of with you. Like, I think a lot of them were shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got your classics, like, Back to the Future and, and Indiana Jones movies. But, like, by and large, I think there is a lot of, like, overrated and just, like, plain not good movies in the 80s. Yeah. You were alive in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've probably watched everything. <laughs> well, thanks to our 
great censorship debate in the beginning. <laughs> we are over an hour. I don't know if you got another short story that you find really entertaining you want to go out on. or I know if it's super entertaining, but uh, you guys know that the governor, governor of Texas it was threatening to send illegal immigrants to Washington, D.C., Mm-hmm. I didn't hear that, but okay, I can believe it. Apparently, he started making good on it, and it's like it's only people that like agree to do it or whatever. But yeah, bussing them up and ship them to DC, and, and the press secretary said it, it was nice of Texas to send. send them. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, you gotta spin it somehow. <laughs> but yeah, there's a solution to your problems: to mm. ship them to DC. <laughs> <laughs> like the landscaping at the White House has never been better <laughs> and cheaper. <laughs> None of them can afford to live anywhere in Washington, D.C., but yeah, true. they'll go straight to the streets. <laughs> but they're like, well, it's better than Texas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I guess like you get that much distance and then you can like go somewhere from there. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, we got a head start from We're the border safe, at least. Safely inside the country now. <laughs> it's kind of like the old Mason Dixon or something. It's like we we made it out of Texas. <laughs> All right. Well, should we wrap this bad boy up? <laughs> yep. Well, everybody who watched and listened, we do thank you very much. Please spread the good word to your friends and family. Tell them to check us out. Uh, if you will, please give us a subscribe on both the YouTube channel and your uh, podcast service of choice. Leave us positive uh, reviews, if you will. Thumbs up. Uh, give us comments. I don't even care if they're shitty comments. Just uh, tell us what you think. And um, why not badger us on on social media, specifically Twitter? Guys, where can people find you on the Twitter? I am at a name for this, too, and that's number two. At unsolicited S-U-G. And you can, of course, find me at Zach Jones Live. That's Z-A-C-H-J-O-N-E-S-L-I-V-E. And that is going to do it for all of our shenanigans and poppycock this week. Please, please, please tune in again next week. Bye, guys. Take care. Have a good one.